Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Are we live? We are live with Gross Anatomy podcast, the show that explores the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it pertains to pop culture. And movies and TVs and books and the whole world and even podcasts and the world around us. The whole shebang. The whole shebang. And I am Dr. Jason Cohen. And today I am joined officially by Raya O'Neill. Wow. So we got two New Yorkers here. It's official. New York is in the house. New Yorkers now in LA. Why don't you have an accent? What? Why don't you have a, an accent? That's an interesting question. Why don't I have an accent? So I had a very, 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 very heavy New York accent as a kid. And I kind of, and as did all my friends. And as you know, a lot of New Yorkers forget to speak or not. They deliberately drop their R's, right? So one friend was Jeremy Gauber and another friend was Kenny Helfa. And another friend, you know, that those those were my friends. And so none of them had R's at the end of their names. So when I went off to college, I kind of just made the deliberate effort. I kind of said to myself, I'm going to I'm going to lose the New York accent. What? How do you train yourself to do that? I don't know. I, it was so pronounced the way we would talk to each other that that it was eat, that, I, you know, you would hear it because you would say Helfa and Gaba and this and that. It's funny, I still slip into certain words and my kids love to make fun of me when I say certain words that are very New York or certain pronunciations are very New York. Like, let's hear an example. Like, how do you say those, that green vegetable, that stringy, long green vegetable that makes your pee oh, smell a, interesting? Asparagus. Right, and I say asparagus. 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 And that's kind of a New York thing. And then how do you say the name of the actor from Indiana Jones, from Star Wars, Pan Solo? How do you say um, his name? No, not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, No. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, my God. Indiana Jones is a... Well, his last name is Ford. It's the first name. Oh, Harrison Ford. Duh. Right. Harrison. So I say Harrison Ford. Yeah, I say the name... S-A-R-A-H. I always say it weird. Everyone's like, why do you say it like that? How do you say it? I say Sarah. Right. Well, I have a sister named Dara. 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 So, but a lot of people call her Dara. But yeah. I call her Dara. Looks think, like you need a speech pathologist. Exactly. So, so that's my story. So, and every now and then I really slip. And especially like if I have New York patients. If I have East Coast New York patients I, who have heavy New York accents, I love to speak New York to them. How you doing? Yeah, the whole the whole shebang. In fact, today, I think we're going to post a cute Storytime Sunday about an interaction I had when I was doing my, in med, medical school, when I was a third year medical student, about an interaction with a Staten Island patient. So that, that'll be a fun Fun thing to listen to on our social media. Oh, we can't wait. We can't wait. Exactly. You shouldn't wait. So what are we doing today, Raya O'Neill? You know, I got to tell you the truth. I always want to call you Raya, but you're not Raya. You know what? You can call me Raya. I've like accepted that it's my true name. My parents call me Raya now, like as a joke. What? Yeah, I'll be like, hi, dad. He's like, hi, Raya. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So when you grew up, you were Raya? No, no, no. I've always been Raya. But 
as I become an adult, everyone's always called me Ryan. Now there's that dating app. Yeah, they do it as a joke. Oh, okay, okay. No, now, so then you're Raya. I'm Raya, but I people call me Ryan. I just like let it go. Are you Raya Drop a Golden Sun? That's right, Raya Drop a Golden Sun. I'm exactly. also Raya Sunshine and Ray Ray. I'm just Raya. Has anyone ever done the Raya Drop a Golden Sun to you? That's a first. I really I Ray of Sunshine or Ray of Light. So no Raya Drop a Golden Sun. Yeah, I like I'm that. Glad, one. I'm glad I I could give you that one. I'm tired today. I'm I I feel extra tired. <laughs> it's crazy you say that because today we're talking about melatonin and how uh it actually might be harmful allegedly allegedly why are we talking about melatonin Rhea? what made you want to discuss it i'm i'm always tired i think i have chronic fatigue syndrome ah isn't that a real thing it is uh, so so we're jumping into multiple topics all at once <laughs> i mean they all tie together what but do you take have you ever taken melatonin oh gosh yeah so i have insomnia. I've what? never tried it. Never tried it. You're kidding. No. Dr. Cohen, do you recommend it to your patients ever? I am. I must confess, I am not a fan of sleep aids. Yeah. I'm kind of anti-sleep aids. But although, is it although you know what sounds weird, I, I'm okay with cannabis for sleep. Because why? It's like 100% natural. I don't know why. I Yeah, I think it's a lot. Well, I don't know if it's a lot less harmful. Um, I'm, I prefer cannabis over over the 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 real medicines like Valium and those oh, kind of God. things. Yeah, those scare me. Those scare yeah. Me. So I prefer cannabis over those. If you were talking about just melatonin and cannabis, that would be a, that would be a, a close thing. I'm not I'm not sure. Now, I have chronic Lyme and babesiosis, babesia, whatever. So I was seeing a naturopath doctor a while ago. Then I saw... You, you, got Lyme, you have Lyme disease? I have Lyme disease. Did you get bitten by a tick? I did. Did you see the tick? I didn't. Uh-huh. And I always had all these problems growing up. You had them growing up as a kid, as a little kid even? As a little kid, I had like stomach problems. So it wasn't until like college that I was having these like neurological problems. And I was like having fainting spells and always dizzy. Oh my God. And we couldn't figure it out. They were like, oh, you're stressed. It's anxiety. It's because you're tired. It's, there were migraines. I did all these tests. And then my friend's mom like kept saying, it's Lyme, it's Lyme. I'm like, it's not Lyme. I've never found a tick on me. It's such a big thing, uh, Lyme disease back East, right? Yeah. So then I yeah. did a test and it came up. And so Did you get treated for Lyme disease? I was like, I don't want to be on all these medicines. I want to do it naturally. So I saw this like amazing naturopath in New York and it was not a really good protocol. And it's like taking all these herbs and stuff. And, but it was only, it was really just getting worse. Then I saw, um, she's actually a nurse practitioner who used to work in the oncology department at Stony Brook hospital and started her own practice. So she put me on all of these meds and the, actually it's been a year. And one of them is to take melatonin, a melatonin and valerian mix at night to help me sleep. Valerian just sounds so cool. I don't, I don't really know much about valerian, but it sounds like very, you know, like Valkyrie and very like, if you're taking valerian, you should have a sword and be on like Game of Thrones. Very medieval. Right? Doesn't valerian sound like that to you? It does. I looked it up. I actually saw that, um, and I could be wrong on this, that valerian used to like, like drug addicts used to use it to like get them high or something. Ah, 
So that's why you use it? Yeah, how'd you know? I mean, yeah. like, that's like very high amounts of it. But it does make my, like, I have very crazy dreams when I take it. That's cool. That's fun. I love crazy dreams. Like yeah, crazy yeah. good dreams or crazy scary dreams? No, crazy good dreams. I'll wake up and be like, whoa. Yeah, I love crazy good dreams. So all of this is to say, this is why I chose the topic of melatonin. Because I feel like also with COVID, they say to take melatonin when you have this Omicron variant because it keeps you up all night it creates like severe insomnia and people haven't been sleeping yeah you know um so i i don't have much personal experience with melatonin but i do know you know in the scheme of all the sleep aids i think it's better than again taking something like valium or or ativan or any of those things i think it is um nyquil i never did nyquil no in fact i'm anti-nyquil and if I feel sick, I'll del- even at night, I'll take DayQuil because I don't want to take anything that's going to knock me out. Kind of. Actually, now they have ZQuil. What is that? ZQuil is like just for sleeping. Oh. It's, pur- it's purple. I've seen it on the oh. show. Well, I like purple, but I, uh, otherwise, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so, they've been saying, you know, the study says that melatonin has been linked to headaches and nausea, stomach cramps, anxiety, and depression. Well, those are side effects. You know, anytime you're taking a sleep medicine, it could cause depression and drowsiness and sleeping. So, you know, taking anything for a long time, no matter what it is, I mean, unless it's like your blood pressure medicine, but taking any kind of medicine like that for a long time, I don't, I'm not, I don't necessarily think it's good. I think taking it occasionally to sleep, or if you just have the worst insomnia, I guess in the scheme of medicines, it's okay to take. What I thought is interesting, and you started talking about it, is there are some actual studies now about looking at melatonin for treatment of COVID or prevention of COVID symptoms, which I think is pretty interesting and pretty cool. So, so there are some people now deliberately taking melatonin as COVID prevention or COVID treatment and, and to have lesser COVID symptoms. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. I got a thing from my doctor back home of like this whole PDF of like prevention and then treatment and like next step treatment. If, Step one didn't work. And for it's, COVID or for sleep? For COVID. And it's uh, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, melatonin, elderberry. That's really good pronunciation, I think, <laughs> Rhea, too. Can you tell I went to medical school? Yeah, yeah. No, that's nice. You're definitely a doctor. <laughs> so, I love it. yeah, that's, that's melatonin. You know, what's interesting, speaking of that, is today I saw a patient we did a virtual visit, a, a new consult, and the patient's uh, child had done all this. And I saw the patient for thyroid cancer. The patient's child had done, who isn't a child, who, who's probably in their 20s, um, had done all this research and was asking me amazing detailed questions. Like, and I'm like, are you in medical school? And, you know, the, clearly the person wasn't in medical school, but it's amazing what you could learn just online these days. It's like no fair. Like I had to study books and go, you know, and textbooks and, and there was none of that. You got, you know, today you could sound like a doctor just by looking at the internet. It's so I know. unfair. I sometimes say that I went to WebMD University. Exactly. I know. Well, that's my joke with patients when they say, uh, doc, have you done this before? And I'm like, no, I'll just have Google in front of me and I'll figure out how to do your <laughs> procedure. <laughs> Sometimes it goes over well, but sometimes patients do not appreciate that. But most of the time it goes over okay. There was a guy, I think it happened twice, that impersonated being a doctor and like actually was performing 
procedures than people. Do you remember that? Well, it was a, it was a movie. It was it was the since we talk about movies, it was Leonardo DiCaprio and Catch Me If You Can. Oh, Catch Me If You Can. No, but this a guy in like Florida or somewhere, like a twenty year old. Yeah, there've been a bunch of that, but Le- but that's based on a true story. The Leonardo DiCaprio. That's thing. a great movie. Yeah, it's a great movie, and it's based on a true story. And it's the, the scene that's great is the scene where he goes, uh, do, uh, "Do you concur?" And he goes, uh, "Yes, I concur. I concur." <laughs> you know, you know when he's grilling the students, and that was great. Interestingly, I think it's kind of a, a spin, a remake of another movie that came out a zillion years ago with Tony Curtis, who you probably don't even know who he is. Do you have any idea who Tony Curtis is? No, it sounds like he could be a singer, though. No, he was a very famous actor. He was in the movie Some Like It Hot with uh, Marilyn Monroe and Jack Lemmon. But it was also in Spartacus, Tony mm-hmm. Curtis. So those a little reference of who Tony Curtis was. But he was in this movie also called, now I'm totally blanking on the name, but it was maybe The Great Imposter. The, yeah, I think The Great Imposter also about... Similar character as the character in Catch Me If You Can. And for all I know, it was actually the same character. And that was just a remake. And and also there's a whole scene where he becomes a doctor for, you know, there's a whole part where he becomes a doctor. I only pretend to be a doctor, too. I had a feeling you were pretending. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great pretender. But I went to ask, so what do you do when you're feeling tired? I guess if you're really tired, you go to sleep. But do you ever have moments of insomnia? I rarely have moments of insomnia. And when I'm tired, I really just try to rally or I have coffee or, yeah, I try to kind of just push, just push on. It's kind of, you know, always been my, my mentality is push on and and try not to complain about it, but I'm complaining anyway today and just kind of push on. And then when I get home, try to go to sleep, but often I get second winds and things, but coffee is kind of my thing. And luckily I fall asleep. I can fall asleep anywhere. You know, that's my yeah. wife always kind of tells people that like I, I, if I close my eyes right now, I can fall asleep. And occasionally I'll, I will take a nap. Like if I know I have to be up later or have to do a surgery tonight for some reason, I, I will take a, you know, try to take a little cat nap and it helps a little bit. Although I feel awful when you first wake up from a cat nap. Oh, it's the worst. I don't, well, I don't drink coffee. Really? Oh God. Yeah. I can't. Ah. I already have enough energy. Really? Yeah. Wait till you're my age. But no, I have moments of fatigue. I mean, I'm always tired, but like, I don't know. I just don't like coffee. But I've been drinking matcha. Ah. Because matcha's got like about the same amount of caffeine as a cup of coffee. Yeah. And do some people even argue that it's more? I'm not sure. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. You could do some homework. But I got a really great matcha. There's two types that I like, and I've been doing matcha Americanos. It's just matcha and water. It's very yeah. No, sometimes I like the Starbucks matcha latte with oat. Milk. Oh, that's just sugar. It's just sugar. I know. So that's the other thing. It's a little bit of good sugar. What's yeah. the longest? I meant to ask. What's the longest surgery you've had to do? I've done a two-day surgery. It was probably all combined about eighteen hours or so, where we were operating pretty much all day, and then the patient was too unstable to keep operating on. So we actually kind of stopped the surgery, brought them to the intensive care unit, kind of got them better overnight. And then the next day took them back again and, and did more surgery. Wow. Yeah. That, but, but I think at one time easily nine, nine to 10 hours at once, but I, I try to stay away from those surgeries these days. That's, that's not, even though I became a cancer surgeon and could easily be doing those surgeries, 
I very much shied away as I got later in my practice from that kind of thing. I, I don't have the stamina or the patience for that. Has anyone asked, maybe I'm sure, what made you want to be a cancer surgeon? College? It's because I like hurting and torturing people is the real reason why. I knew it. Yeah. Actually, the store, are you eating? <laughs> what are you eating? You're eating. You're, you got a fork. You're not just like eating a snack. You're like having dinner. You have a fork and everything. You couldn't even tell. I was so discreet. I, you can't put anything by me. What are you eating there? Oh, I have, I'm eating cauliflower gnocchi. Ooh, from Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. That's all I have in my freezer. I'm doing a serious, like, cleanse diet thing with my mom in New York. And cauliflower gnocchi is part of the cleanse? No, but really the cleanse? Don't think I forgot what we were talking about. This cleanse is, it's called AccuLife. And it's like, uh, it's a month long. And it's like every other day you alternate by drinking whole milk from Ooh. like 12 to 6 p.m. Ooh. And then you eat like the other day you'd eat raw fruits and veggies and like they have a lot of recipes. Why milk? I, you know, I try to be plant-based. So that sounds just so, I think you should drink human milk. <laughs> okay. I'll be breastfeeding again. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but I have lied. Everyone kept sending me this when I first told the people, sending me this thing called the milk cleanse. And everyone's like, this changed my life. It changed my friend's life. And you drink goat's milk for eight days straight, nothing else. And then you take these pills. And I did it this summer. I didn't do the pills. I just did the milk. And let me tell you. It actually, I'm, and I'm lactose intolerant. And it's a weight loss thing or it's a... Or well, the goat's a, milk one is a, is a cleansing thing. It like gets rid of parasites. and Just to ones. detox and purify. Yeah. And I really actually felt better on it. But by day three, I was like, I can't do this. It's not that you're hungry because it fills you up. It's more just like the thought of what you're doing. Nice. So you and your mom are doing it? My mom and I are doing it. I think I'll do goat's milk because it's easier to digest it for lactose intolerance. Can you do oat milk? Um, You can do plant-based milk, but I just think it's so high in sugar. Mm. And it's like, it's fortified. Right. Some of them are lower sugar content milks. No, I I don't know. a lot of nutritional value behind almond and oat milk honestly oat milk is mostly made of like canola oil and sugar mm. the brand mm. oatly fun fact mm. still <laughs> think it's better than a cow oh i know uh it freaks me out okay i, I don't even like milk oh really oh yeah i hate it I hate although it. i gotta tell you i do love like a chocolate milkshake Oh, yeah, but then you'll find me in the bathroom two minutes later, but yeah. Oh, really? Stomach issues? Stomach horrible. Mm. All right, I'm not going to give you any. Well, wait, I wanted to get into why you became, why you went into cancer. Oh, why I became a cancer surgeon. I became, it was totally on a whim, and and I think that's another story time that we should tell. In fact, we should tell that as a story time. Uh, The long story short, is that my advice, I was all set to become a trauma surgeon, believe it or not. I was going to stay at university. I was going to go to University of Connecticut in Hartford. And I accepted a job to be a, did I tell you the story? No. I accepted a job to be a trauma critical care surgeon because that was what I did a lot of it during my residency. So, and I loved it. It was fun and, and, and adrenaline and taking care of, you know, gunshots and knife wounds and car accidents and all that. It seems so great. 
So that's what I was doing. And then my, this is not the long story short version. This is the long story, long story version. And so my advisor, who was a trauma surgeon, she called me up one day and said, Jason, I left this flyer in your mailbox. A flyer is a piece of paper. They had, they used to have pieces of paper and a mailbox is something that oh you actually gosh. put things into. And she said, Jason, I put something into your mailbox. It sounds like it's right up your alley as you take a fork full of your cauliflower gnocchi. And I said, okay. And it was, uh, they were just starting this fellowship and this advanced training in cancer surgery at Cedar sinai Hospital. And I never thought I was going to leave the East Coast. I thought I was going to go to Hartford and then go stay and go back to New York. And I'd really never been to California. And I was like, okay, let me check out California, especially LA. And Cedar sinai to me was, as a kid, I didn't really watch it religiously. I would watch an occasional episode, Beverly Hills 90210. And of course, every time anyone got sick on Beverly Hills 90210, they went to Cedar sinai So I was like, cool, you know, because I'm a big movie, TV, pop culture fan. So I came out here. It was April. It was freezing in New York. It was gorgeous in LA. And I met the people and I saw the Hollywood sign from the hospital. And it was just like a cool oh. night here. Can you what? see the sign from the hospital? Yeah, certain places in the hospital, you could see the Hollywood sign. Wow. And and I at the hotel, which was just a Holiday Inn at the time, that is now Mr. C's, by the way. Oh, on Pico. On Pico. It was just a Holiday Inn. I sat out by the pool in April, you know, when I wasn't doing my interview. And then I went back home and it was freezing. And I was like, okay, that was a fun little trip to Cali. And then a couple of days later, and I didn't think anything of it. And a couple of days later, I get a phone call from the head of the program, who was a guy named Alan LaFour, who, who's now, I think, in Japan. And he said, hey, Jason, do you want the job? And I said, okay. I said, but I, th- I have to make a phone call or two first uh, to see if I can. Can I get back to you? He said, sure. Let, you know, let me about, know by tomorrow. So I called University of Connecticut Hartford and I said, listen, I had this whole change of heart and beep, ba boop, ba boop, ba boop. And, uh, and they were super gracious. And that's how I wound up here. It had nothing to do with me specifically wanting to be a cancer surgeon. It had to do with this opportunity that I just kind of said yes to, and the rest is history. Wow. Yeah. Very interesting. Good story. And I don't know. And now it's been how many years later? It's been 21 years. Wow. Yeah. The live, this is the longest I've ever been anywhere. Oh my gosh. Are we oh going to retire soon? I'm ready. Are you? No. Well, you know who is? Who? Tom you? <laughs> yeah, I'm retiring. Yeah. I'm retiring, but I made it 25 years old. I've done my time. There you go. Cash out my 401k, everyone. Exactly. But no. So, who? Tom Brady. Who's Tom Brady? <laughs> He's just this like cool football player. Not that big of a deal. Yeah. So he is. A, it was like an on again, off again. Willie won't he? Willie won't he for, for yeah. the whole week, right? Special. He's. Yeah. He's doing it. But you know, didn't didn't Michael Jordan retire once or twice and then unretire also? Didn't he do that and then go to baseball? Right. And then he came back. Didn't but I he? think this is different. Like football is so I sometimes I can't even watch. It's just so intense and like yeah. 
Yeah. So you know, we we actually did a, a post because speaking of your milk stuff and how I try to be as plant-based or as possible or vegan. And we did a post about why I think being plant-based is good or being a vegan is good. And one of our reasons was because, because Tom Brady is vegan. And then, oh. we, and then we got a lot of negativity because it turned out he isn't vegan. For a while, he was trying to be kind of as plant-based as possible, but he, he w- wasn't really. I think for a short little while, he might have been, yeah. but that was kind of an interesting thing. So that's the real reason why he's retiring is because he's, he knew he let me down on my post about the whole vegan thing. So he's like, I'm letting Dr. Cohen down. I, I think it's time I move on. I lied. It's time to retire. Everyone's coming after me. Exactly. But Cam Newton, who played actually played for the played for the Panthers and the Patriots, is he still with the Patriots or back with the Panthers? I don't know. He is a vegan or was a vegan for a while. And not anymore. Uh, he still might be. I just remember like he did an article on like you know being a, a vegan NFL player, and people were kind of bashing him because they're like, there's so much like nutritional value you're missing out on and your body's getting like wrecked out there. But the truth is, and, and there's a two great movies. In fact, I recommended it to a couple of patients today, both on Netflix about the benefits of being plant-based. One is called game changers, which is more, it's from the athletic performance perspective and Schwarzenegger's in it because he's supposedly plant-based or is or has been. And a lot of amazing athletes they talk about are plant-based. So, and it's a fun movie to watch too. So I recommend that. And then the other movie is called What the Health. And that's more from a health standpoint. I've seen that one. Yeah. I think that's the first one I saw. I was vegetarian slash vegan for seven years. Ah, And, and then- I broke it a year ago when I came here because my... I was so anemic with my iron from the Babesia, plus I'm already anemic. And I get blood work every two weeks. My doctor's like, your iron is so low, you're going to have to get infusions. Wait a minute. You get blood work every two weeks? For my uh, my protocols, yeah. That's probably why you're anemic. They're taking all your blood away. Well, this is before. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Although that is a real, you know, it's interesting. You know, when we have patients with low blood counts in the hospital, you know, there's a decent amount of blood that we take. And, and a lot of times these patients are having blood drawn every single day. So with certain patients with really low blood counts or Jehovah's Witnesses who, who you don't want to take a lot of blood from, they actually have pediatric tubes rather than adult tubes. And so you could take a less blood. And I don't know why that isn't a thing for everybody. It doesn't make oh. sense to me. I don't totally know. But it's interesting how much blood we take from a patient who's in the hospital over the course of their hospitalization, we take a lot of blood. I never even question like, do they really need this much? Like, do you really need that much? No, no, usually, usually you don't. And so that's interesting. And, and that's why the whole pediatric tube thing is kind of interesting. Maybe I'll say that next time. So she's yeah. trying, she recommended that I take these pills. There are these capsules made of like bone marrow from like cows and bison and stuff. And I was like, yeah, oh, bone marrow. absolutely that's not. That's I said, I'll be thing. just fine. I'm getting enough iron for my vegetables. I couldn't take the supplements anymore because I was on them for about a year, which is a little bit too long. So I was here and I was like, I'm just going to eat meat. And I did. And I kind of. What was the first thing you ate? I had a chicken sandwich from Sycamore Kitchen. <laughs> Not that much iron, 
I thought you were going to say In-N-Out Burger. That's but then the next thing I had was In-N-Out Burger. Right. And I was so terrified. I literally was shaking. I was like, I'm going to be up at three with diarrhea. It's going to make me sick. But and? I was fine. I was fine. I did have the meat sweats for like a month. Yeah. It's funny. You know, I, I was a huge carnivore growing up. Love. That's all I would eat. I would eat a steak. I would eat hot dogs. I would eat this and that. And my wife is vegetarian, so she w- didn't really eat meat. And occasionally I would cook it, but just, you know, for ease, we didn't have meat that much. And it's so bizarre for me now. I've really lost the taste for it. And it even, you know, it's been so long that it even to some degree, I I have to say kind of grosses me out. But so I, it's so foreign and weird. And and my friends all make, make, you know, my friends that I grew up with make fun of me because I, you know, I was a huge meat guy and now I lost my other shoe and now I don't eat meat. So it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. I, as of recently, I haven't eaten it because it, it's doing a thing where it freaks me out. I was yeah. like a chicken the other day and I was like, Oh God. Yeah. So now I'm back on that. Yeah. I eat fit, fish, pescatarian life. I think that's okay. I, the, the truth is I think everything in Modern not everything. I think a moderate amount of, of that stuff is okay. I think we humans, though, consume way too much animal. Yeah. Way too much. But that's a whole other podcast. We've got so many other podcasts that we can do just from this one little episode. Exactly. You'll, we'll just spin it out. So yeah. I'm excited to have you as our, as, our, as our co-host. Me too. I'm excited. I've got some stuff lined up. We have a, um, we're going to have some cool guests. Excellent. Excellent. Aside from me, I'm the coolest. Yeah. Well, you're the coolest. Yeah. You're like um, Steve Martin. Do you know who Steve Martin is? Of course I do. <laughs> well, did you know that Steve Martin, the reference I'm making is, is the TV show Saturday Night Live. So Steve Martin was on that show all the time. So much so that people thought he was like a regular member of the show, but he wasn't. He was just I like he was. No, I don't think he was. I think he was just like such a super cool guest on all the time. That's actually like me. Yeah. But but you're well, we'll see. But look it up. I'm not sure. I could be wrong, but but I think Steve Martin. Oh, I found my shoe. I think Steve Martin, though, was not a true ready for prime time. Actually, that's a, that was a dream and fantasy of mine. I want you to know. And it still kind of secretly is. You could still do it. I wanted to be a writer on Saturday night live. That was a dream. They can use some new ones because it's not that funny anymore. I haven't watched it in years. Occasionally I'll just watch some clips, but I, I, I haven't watched it in years. It's really not that funny. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I'm just so honored to be here. (laughs) Any other sauce? Do we need to discuss more sauce? I wanted to talk about the sauce. I misspoke when I said that Drake poured the hot sauce. He put it in the condom. Right. So, you know, that's funny. You and I, we talked about it on the podcast last week. We did. But I didn't really pay attention to it. I, I kind of, I let you talk about it. And, and for some reason, my head space wasn't there. Like, I, I don't about, know what, what? You're thinking about all of your condiments, your honey mustard, your ranch. Maybe, yeah. But, and then I heard about it. I forgot with whom we were talking about it, that it's a whole, it was a whole big thing. I forgot. And, and so I wanted to revisit that. It was, 
That's a crazy story. He did it to like protect himself against STDs. Like you think condoms are good barriers? Try a little hot sauce in there. Oh, that's not what I heard. So what I heard the story was, and, and I guess we have to look it up to see what the real story is. What I heard the story was is he had sex with someone and then had a condom and then deliberately- oh, the sperm, the sperm. Right, and deliberately poured hot sauce into the condom to kill his sperm so that there's no way that person could take his sperm to try to make a baby. Right, that is correct. Is it, so that's what I heard. So, and then the person claimed she tried and got burnt. Oh my God, she tried? That's ridiculous. Right, so that's the crazy, the crazy story. But what I found really interesting is like, is it like a known thing among celebrities? Like, hey, if you take hot sauce and put it in your condom with sperm, you'll kill your sperm. Like, where did that even come from? And how did, how, like that just, like, I didn't know that. Like, is I've that a thing? Like, that. How- it's crazy to say, but it's kind of genius. Other yes. than like flushing the condom. But, but does it actually work? Or does it maybe actually make your sperm like super angry? Yeah, like your kid's going to come out flaming hot. Right, exactly. <laughs> or like just, you know, angry and stuff. Like, who knows? It might not work. I'd love to speak to a fertility doctor about that. There you go, about about the hot sauce sperm. We'll get one on there. We should there actually, I'm going to get a fertility doctor to come on, because I have questions. We've had a fertility doctor come on, Dr. Steve Rad. Let's get him back. We could get him back and ask him about the Drake. We could have we could have him just do like a little quick segment about Drake's sperm. Drake's sperm, how His do hot I sperm. get it? His hot sauce sperm. His hot sauce sperm. He, he probably learned his lost it after. You know, yeah, you know, and there you go. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us with Gross Anatomy. Thanks so much. This was fun. This was amazing. We'll see you next time. Yes. Bye-bye. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.